0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the the TMI podcast with Isaac and Tom, we're your hosts. Uh, Yeah, number six we're up to now.
1: Episode number six, it's a bit weird without the headphones on, I feel weird, I can't hear me in here and I can't hear you in here. No, we're having a real life conversation. (laughs) It's weird, isn't it? It's normal, but it's weird. It takes us back to that first episode, doesn't it? Yeah, that was the only one I think we did. Oh, no, we did the second one, I think, without headphones, too. Trying new things on the
0: TMI podcast. We are
1: well talking about new things that we're trying. What are we doing today?
0: Well, today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about Mr.
1: Frederick Gibson, aka Fred again. Dot 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 dot. Is it only two? Yeah. It's three. It's but, credited as three.
0: We've got the Wikipedia in front of oh, us. Oh, it's two,
1: there. but then it's credited as three there. Watch his Instagram handle. Uh, his
0: Instagram's Fred again, again, Fred again, Fred again, 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 Watch again.
1: Quick something. Google this because we don't want to be wrong, but I believe you might be right. I do believe it is two. Yeah, it is. On his official website, it's two. It's dot, dot. Well. We've done our research this week, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Well, clearly, haven't I? dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Anyways. Um... Oh, what do we want to start with? I mean, this is probably one of the better episodes because this is, I guess, someone that we both highly enjoy. Correct. Um, sad that we haven't been able to see him. We've
0: missed out. No, for raving fans, we're uh, we're pretty bad at getting ourselves to a show. We uh, we haven't gone to. Uh, we're not going to the upcoming laneway show because we're we're going to be seeing Mr. Dave Chappelle Chapelle. I was about to say
1: that's that's kind of different. And then we booked that late last year. We didn't realize that then. Fred again, would be at Laneway. Well, we thought we may be able to poach some solo show tickets.
0: Yeah, which we've been unsuccessful in doing so far. Twice now.
1: That's two times. We missed out on the forum and then, well... This uh, big side show. Side show. show. So that, that'll be a bit of fun to chat about. Um, yeah. What should we go into first?
0: Well, I guess we should get everyone a little bit of a backstory on who Mr. Frederick Gibson, a.k.a. Fred again, is. Uh, now, the man in question is a... British born songwriter, producer, DJ, extraordinaire, uh performance god. Uh now there's a I guess we'll give a TLDR sort of version of his backstory, but essentially he got his start in uh songwriting and production. Um Brian Eno was the man who's a, a very uh well-known Um, songwriter and producer from the UK who's been around for for quite some time. Uh, And from that, uh, Fred has worked with the likes of Ed Sheeran, Mm -hmm. Stormzy, uh, Rita Ora, uh, Jack Jones, George Ezra and H, just to name a few. Uh, And this is what he spent the majority of his time doing leading up to the Fred Again project. Now, uh, over on YouTube, Seeds has a wonderful video covering his entire backstory and uh, giving us a lot more detail into who he is uh, and that video is titled uh who is fred again and that is worth a watch if you want to find out more than we're going to talk about on today's podcast yeah uh but that's
1: that's the little introduction that was good i'm impressed that was without that any notes that was off <laughs> the, the rip too well done i'm impressed uh did our research Has <laughs> said, we're <laughs> just gonna keep saying that aren't we yep <laughs> We brought this week until we screw something up. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. Well done. Um, so, how did Fred
0: uh, come into the scene? How, how has Fred become this enigma, this crazy personality that's uh, causing mass hysteria and crazy ticket sales?
1: Well, there's a lot, isn't there? But I guess, I guess initially it was the fact of the solo music jobs he did with his actual life. One... Two and three. The first one is it titled Actual Life One, it's just Actual Life, but yep. in that order. It was twenty twenty when he dropped Correct the late, first Actual Life.
0: Late twenty nineteen, early twenty
1: twenty. Um, was that was all those songs were written. Then you had Actual Life Two, late twenty twenty one that was dropped, and then Actual Life Three, which has been his biggest one, which was October what was it? October twenty eighth, I think, of last year, twenty twenty two. You know, just after Seed's video dropped six days prior to it releasing, um, which I think is also quite cool that he picked up on that just before Actual Life 3 because I think Actual Life 3 is where sort of a lot of that hype came from, apart from that Boiler Room set, which I think is the real start of Fred again coming out of the UK probably in terms of hype levels because I think prior to Boiler Room, he was massive in the UK already. Mm -hmm. Correct. And then I think... Well, I started seeing it on TikTok. That's where I first saw Fred again was that boiler room set clips from that on TikTok. And it led me to go watch the YouTube and th- listen to it.
0: I think there's a lot to deconstruct in that boiler room set because as you said, that's where you started seeing him. And I think that's where most other people started to see Fred pop up. Uh, that That is arguably one of the top 10 boiler room sets. To ever exist. Um, And that's just due to the fact that he played such an energetic show and played so many incredible songs from not only himself, but Mr. Skrillex, um, Fortet. Uh, Who else did he drop music from? There there was a few... He played a lot of his own music, of course.
1: There was a lot. Um, So the full track list, there's songs from Actual Life 3 in there, a lot of them. There was... Uh, a bootleg of a little baby song, which is sick. There's a song with him and Skrillex, Stay With Me. Um, songs with Heady One that he has. Oh, there's a heap. There's a heap, Jungle. That's where Jungle yeah. took its first sort of big hit. Even Turn On The Lights as well. Turn On The Lights was another one, actually. That went viral. Turn On The Lights again. The clip of that, I think, actually went viral just before the boiler room. I think, actually, that was initially the first thing I saw from him was... Someone put up the sound on TikTok, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this? Mm. What is this? Because it was insane." Um, and then I think, well, what is it? July. There you go. July 30th was when that Boiler Room set was premiered on YouTube. Boiler Room London, that is to be specific, and that was massive. Yeah,
0: and this, so this predates Actual Life Three being dropped. Dropped. Yeah, so this was essentially the giant teaser for. Everything And there's just so many iconic moments in that set. Oh. We had uh, Old Mate and the the controversy around hitting the Q button on the CDJ and yes. deconstructing that. We had him dropping unreleased Skrillex tracks and big fat spinbacks. So uh, we didn't get to, to hear the rest of them. Uh, and, and just all around, he created such a vibe in the room playing elements of each of his songs live as he does mm. uh, in his normal solo live shows, the, the bigger ones, not the DJ sets. This is very much a hybrid set that he played here with having the CDJs and having the machine uh, over over there with him while he played. But th- this is iconic and I guess you could argue that this is where it really began and, and started to, to take shape for Fred.
1: It's quite nuts. Um, I was just trying to think now when we did our first episode of the year, we did talk about this being you know, a big thing for it again in terms of music, notable music from last year. I'm just trying to think if we noted down how many views. So the boiler room set at the time when we looked at that had 11 million views. It now almost – it has 14 million. It's grown by 3 million views in a month. That's wild. That's quite nuts. I was just – I thought I did put it in then. I did. So looking at those notes from – you know, the end of last year. So from about, you know, late December last year to now, just the start of February, as of the 5th of Feb, which is we're filming this on, he now has 14 million views on that boiler room set. That's 3 million extra views in a month. And it's still going. Like the fact that people still go back to this. I mean, you read some of the comments and people are saying, I come back to this at least three, four times, you know, in a month, you know, or people say once a month, I watch this or once a week, I'll watch this. I think that that'll be one of the most iconic sets you'll see in terms of boiler room or just a DJ set in general. Um,
0: just the energy and, and what he was able to capture in that hour-long set. I
1: don't overdone. think there's a part of it that you don't like too. I think there's every single moving piece of that set, you know, which is what an hour long doesn't feel like it. You know, you are. Engage the whole time There's something new There's something Momentary Brings it back Song wise And there's songs That just absolutely Slap in the face Correct So And I think that was probably The big World premiere For him in terms of Pushing it You know Out of the UK And pushing him In terms of his solo Worldwide Worldwide Mr. Worldwide Because then Well then there was All the release dates For his shows That were going to happen From I think it was October just after Actual Life 3 All the way through till. Well, now, Feb, I think, is the end of his tour, Um, which is quite nuts. Yeah.
0: No, absolute insanity. And uh, to go as far as to now, and just recently, we had the Triple J Hottest 100. (laughs) He had four placements in the Hottest 100. Debut too.
1: That's his first ever time on it.
0: Correct. First ever time in the Hottest 100. Four songs debuting at uh, respectively... um, Number a hundred with um, quite a good start. Danielle, twenty-six with jungle, uh, number eighteen at Turn on the Lights with Swedish House Mafia, and at number fourteen, Delilah, pull me out of this, which is arguably probably his largest track um, as as a solo song. Um, but just wild to think that in such a short amount of time, from around the start of the pandemic, or sorry, the the end of the first year, towards the end of 2019, start of 2020, to now 2023, he has gone from being someone in the background to being probably one of the largest electronic acts in the world at the moment, if not just acts in general uh, in the music industry, just wild. I guess we can uh, segue into uh, our little cove of the world, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. And the recent events, how wild!
1: Unfortunate, really, for us. But um, <laughs> well, yeah, as we already sort of touched on in the initial start of this intro, that the fact we're not going to Laneway via, via going to Dave Chappelle instead, not a bad thing though. I think that's always a good thing. Um, but then he had his initial first show, solo show in Melbourne, which was at the Forum. That sold out, I think, in thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Back mm-hmm. in what was that October? Last year, I think they just dropped, or November. Yep. 30 seconds, that sold out. So, that was nuts. Um, I think there was a couple of us waiting for tickets at that point. Didn't manage to get them. And then, what was it? 10 a.m., Friday morning. A few of us got a text with a link to a Fred again secret set.
0: Yes. So, to sort of double back there. Uh, yeah, late last year, tickets went on sale for you know, his first string of solo shows here in Australia. And uh I do remember on that that fateful day at work sitting on the computer, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Uh unfortunately didn't get tickets like many of us. Um but for those that missed out, there was to be a after party initially at Howler was the plan. And that got shut down very quickly just because it would get it too out of hand and it wasn't ticketed, wasn't organized at that time. Cool idea, but in Australia we're we're a little more uh, a little less lax, I guess, with our, um, you know, just chucking after party on type vibes. It'd be good, but, you know, cops don't like that. Um, and I'm Hopefully sure it'd be Someone hard.
1: as big as Fred, too. I think it's
0: it'd be hard to tame. Never going to work out. Well, us Australians were a little crazy. So, uh, it would have been a potentially frightening scenario. Uh, Bit of fun, for, though. Oh, always fun. But uh, yeah, not quite the secret three hundred person underground show that you would expect for an after party. It would have been more like a few thousand people trying to storm a venue in uh, the north of the of Melbourne. Then in, in uh, where's it? How? I think it's in Thornbury. Yeah, I think you're Northcote. right. I think it's, it's that, in that because realm.
1: that's where then that the the secret set that went on was, was. in
0: Thornbury. Yeah, uh, it, it's in a Italian uh, like events centre, yeah. events hall. Yeah, insane. I would argue from from what we saw that that sideshow looked... It looked cooler,
1: better than the form. Well, it did because... Well, for the fact of the way it was set up, right? He's sitting on the booth, almost like boiler room. He had people behind him, people on every single side of him. Whether it was the forum, he was on the stage playing to a crowd. It It was a warehouse show. Him in the middle of a crowd. And it looked sick too. It was low lighting, strobes going off. It just looked sick. I think that was probably probably more exciting for most than... I actually would have been more excited probably to go to that than the forum show. I feel like that would have been a lot cooler. Um, Now, that sold out in what? 3.4 seconds. 3.4 seconds. You were on there very early. As soon as the link was confirmed through the Discord that it was legit, you were on it. I had another friend as well who was on it. Both of you looking to get a couple of tickets. Not a chance. Hell no. You both had the tickets in your cart. Both of you had all your details in there and yet still did not manage to do it.
0: Literally uh, had the two tickets there and as soon as, you know, you go to next step, it just goes, no tickets available.
1: Which I think for a start is absolutely insane. It's cool because, you know, you just go, well, props to the man that he's that big that something like that sells out. And it looked, look, to be honest, it looked like there was, you know, hundreds if not at least a thousand sort of people at that sort of event um, it was packed, but you know it's one of those things where it gets thrown up. It's gonna sell that quick, you know. Um, I know that people were reselling his forum show tickets for you know three four hundred dollars. I think what were the the the, the tickets for the secret show was sixty dollars. Mm. Very very reasonable, um, but. The
0: issue of scalping. I guess, le- like, mm. segueing into this this side show and how that all sort of went down. So, I think it was nine thirty um, or 1030. ten thirty.
1: Um, ten o'clock. It- the uh, official link got texted. I got a text for it. Yep. Which I thought was a scam initially because it was just a text titled "Fred again." And then, if you read the actual text, I'll bring it up now to read out. It does look a bit scammy. So uh, the text literally is "Fred again" like a contact. And then it's party, 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 cool. Wales. And then it's Wales. And then it tells you the setup on stage in terms sound of system. sound system wise. Um, and then it has link for tickets. And then link goes live at 11. Now, you click the link and it takes you to um, ticks humanity H- humanity sorry. Um, which says, Fred again, ha- warehouse party tells you a date, time, location. It looks legit. But obviously, it's one of those things where you go, he's here. Of course, someone could tie and scam, you know, thousands of people. They could. Well, no, due to you being through on the Discord, his Discord found out that it was actually true. Um, but there was a whole controversy behind that, wasn't there? There was a little bit of a something that was brought to light that you saw. What was that in particular?
0: Yeah, so I guess there's a lot to unpack in that, that whole situation and how that sort of unfolded was that... Uh, because of everybody sort of having this uncertainty around the link and where that had come from, just that sort of hysteria in the moment, everyone was, you know, in a chat, just throwing words and throwing ideas and not knowing what it was. But um, earlier last year, people that had missed out for the form show had signed up to a list to receive um, info from Handsome Tours who were operating this while he was in Australia uh, to get Notified of any sales for sideshows. Oh,
1: that's why I got the link.
0: That's why we got the link. We you put go. our numbers in. Anyway, so this link is legit the whole time. Um, everyone's in the Discord saying this is fake. Other people are saying didn't this he all pop around. into the Discord himself? He did. He just he just sort of laughed at it because you know what do you do in that situation? <laughs> um, and from that, the people that were smart in that situation ticket scalpers unfortunately took advantage of this and there's no confirmation around how many tickets were scalped and and resold you know it's it's too far and wide to to survey and find out this kind of information we guess we don't we don't have the resources Mm. for that but a large amount of those tickets were uh scalped and resold
1: two to three hundred bucks weren't they
0: yeah people were making huge profits off off of of it because They knew they could take advantage of people in a situation like this. And, and this is not an isolated event. This is something that happens all the time with, um, you know, fast selling or uh, I guess hot property type of shows where there's a huge demand for an artist and there's a limited amount of tickets as there is with every show. Oh, definitely. And people have made money and, you know, like, I guess there's both sides of the coin. Like, yeah, sculpts are making money, good on them. They, they found a way to, you know, um, dodge a system. But I guess there's a bit on the ticketing side as well you know maybe having unique codes which a few people have suggested including yourself um, next time but also I guess the upside to that is like kudos to Humanitics for
1: being able to handle that so quickly Ticketmaster, ticket master, oh, a ticket the volume te- that, that, the fact that it sold out in 3.4 seconds is never heard of like the fact that it actually was possible that this website didn't have a complete utter meltdown yeah, I think they sold all those tickets out. With the volume, would have been massive. It would have been insane. Yeah, it would have been thousands of tickets. And
0: um, you know, as we've seen many times in the past with other large ticketing platforms, they've had issues um, with handling that much traffic and that much volume, processing that many payments and or tickets um, at a given, you know, in a in a short time
1: frame. Yeah, that's impressive. And and kudos to them. Well, you know what forward. the most insane thing is. Sorry to cut to you there. Is it, I was thinking back to the time when I bought the Kid the Roy tickets. I bought six of those things. Mm. Massive. He was huge for a, you know a show that sold out pretty quickly, and I managed to get six tickets. We're trying for two tickets, mm. and three point four seconds they were gone. For the forum show, they were th- it was thirty seconds. It was gone. Like to think that he is on a massive scale and selling out these things in nuts nuts ridiculous amounts Incredible. of time. Like other artists like Harry Styles is I think doing it to us and I don't think he's sold out that quickly like these are artists that are massive that are taking longer people are actually able to get tickets for someone like Fred again it's, it was almost impossible and you know not to blame it's no blame on his team or him himself I know he even posted an Instagram post himself apologizing you know to those who couldn't get it who couldn't attend to either show um, but you know there's not much they can do I
0: I think digging just a little bit beneath the surface there I think there is uh, some genius marketing happening here with his team. Uh, you know, doing these limited shows in high demand and they're selling out every single time. Fred is hot property right now. He, Him and his team have created the perfect music marketing strategy and hmm. the perfect, you know, um, idea of... of success for an artist it's incredible to see what they're doing whether by choice or not uh i I think they're you know they're very much thinking about this their team's very active Um, Mm. there was a girl on tiktok who had missed out um on getting tickets online as well as getting one of the towels that were left at howler yep um and fred's team reached out to her and got her tickets like these people are watching what's going on and they know what's going on so they're active i think They are just music marketing geniuses.
1: If you're watching this, please get us to one of the shows in Australia. (laughs) So we can interview Fred. (laughs) Just let us have Fred for five minutes. I just want to cuddle him in a non-weird way. (laughs) That might scare them off. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the ticket, the the towels was a cool thing too. So dropping the towels, um, north side of the city. Mm-hmm. they were dropped and the tiktoks i saw numerous tiktoks people running there was a dude in his car saying i should have just left my car and ran he was there going for one and he was stopped in traffic and he goes i should have just dissed the car <sighs> mass hysteria people were sprinting like people were legging it like it's like you know might have caught a panic for some you know people around that had no idea what was going on so, yeah you know <laughs> 100 people <laughs> hundreds of people running in that same area you're gonna start shitting yourself you know you know, Last of Us is peeking on TV. People are going to start yeah. thinking zombies or something. You know, there's there's a mad uh, fungi um, growing. But I think that's cool as well when they do that. Because I know he did it in London when he was in London, and him and Skrillex were doing um, all those shows that they were doing together. When they did, they did three extra side shows. They were doing that towel drops. I remember seeing all they that? They did scarves in. Yeah, it was scarves, wasn't it? Was that in the in Amsterdam? They did that. They did. It, I think Amsterdam was initial. They did it in London as well. They've done it everywhere. Yeah. Um, they did it in. Uh, New Zealand too. Um, and I know for a fact all of his shows in New Zealand, I don't know about the Australia ones, but all the proceeds he did from those side shows he was giving for flood relief and stuff that was happening in New Zealand at the time because yep. his show was cancelled and Laneway was cancelled in New Zealand because of the floods. Um, and I know he did, didn't did take any profits from that all to you know flood the re- relief. So once again, another big props I think too there that he just did it for the fact of giving fans something but also being able to give back, Fred has just taken big W's. Well, I know he also had um, smaller DJs, you know, open up for him too in New Zealand. I remember seeing that too. There were smaller DJs that anyone who could, he just allowed to open up for him, which I thought was massive too. Um,
0: he did a similar thing here in Melbourne. I I wouldn't say they're smaller artists, but like established Melbourne art, Melbourne artists that he's brought in. Um, I think we're missing a big piece of the puzzle here. Who opened for him um, at the Melbourne show? I believe she... Um, Ooh,
1: I don't actually know. done
0: something previously with him music-wise or um, they, they're, they're friends of sorts, but um, this, this is one worth finding out about
1: to talk about. Um, I might just YouTube search it um, and see if it opens.
0: Or oh, you can see it on the ticket. I think it... The ticket link, they spoke about it.
1: Yeah. um, Damn, someone, people have put up a full set note. Um, I wouldn't actually know, but I do know what you're on about. I did see something pop up on TikTok, but it's cool. I think it is cool the fact that he is, you know, bringing in artists that, you know, might not be too established outside of their respective cities and giving them a bit more light too. I think it's cool that an artist at the scale he's at seems like a very, I guess, normal, nice person. He just seems humble. He just seems happy to just give back and give to people. And like, as the ticket prices for that side show being only sixty bucks is pretty nuts, too. Yeah, even his ticket prices for the the forum show were only a hundred dollars. Yeah, compared to other artists you see come out where they're charging, you know, two hundred bucks for a standard ticket alone, let alone more than that if you're trying to get, you know different certain seats and stuff like that. So I think um, he's quite, you know, it's quite respective and it's quite nuts to see someone at his level doing what he is doing.
0: Yeah. He's really thinking about uh, as an artist, how he can not just take from the community, but give back to it. And he does in so many ways, like he did the USB mm. with all the edits on it, which was another great marketing plan. But, was cool to see that he did something like that and gave us the ability to distribute and listen to music that was unreleased and edits and things like that. Because he's of course continuously making music as every big artist does, um, and dropping edits and things. And he seems to be less elusive and sort of hiding away in the shadows than a lot of other artists. He seems to be, I, well, I guess he pops in and out of of the limelight as every artist does. Um, you know, they, they're not always constantly talking about their life, but. He seems to be so available and so um, nice to all of his fans and, and is just willing to do things like the videos of him in New
1: Zealand playing chess with the yeah, people. Yeah, chess. He just wanted to play chess. Like Mans was just chilling out there, wanted to play some chess. Yep. I believe he was down in Phillip Island when he was down this way, watched a penguin show. Yeah, he was. Yep. And people were just saying he was just down there. Imagine, you know, you're just chilling and Fred agains down there watching a pe- penguin show with you. Um, Unreal. I think, you know, for someone at his scale, he doesn't have to do what he does everyone else i think that's i think that's just cool to see it's refreshing to see someone like him not let it get to his head i think is that big thing um i know skrillex is a lot the same and that's why they Mm. went well he saw them in london like they just skrillex puts on an extra show without you know you know and stuff like that so i think it's cool cool to see an artist like him doing so well too well deserved i think and he's just gonna keep
0: going it's unreal like Everything that's happened and everything that will continue to happen. We're we're really speaking about it in the in the midst
1: of everything. He's still here in Australia. There's still shows. Well, there's to be still the supposed um, rumors that he will do another secret set for Melbourne because he does play, um, laneway that Saturday that he may do. So this yeah next weekend at, you know maybe next weekend. But he is obviously laneway Adelaide on the Friday. Then he's Melbourne and then Perth three days in a row. So I don't know, um, <laughs> how that would even fit in, but. You know, Not knowing impossible. Him, knowing him, he artists. could pull it off. Even an after party for Melbourne Laneway. Um, you know what we should look at? We should look at something that you sent. Oh, you yeah. Sent so,
0: a me. uh, Melbourne photographer uh, who's, who works with many artists, um, he tours with Dom. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. My phone's recording, unfortunately. Um, took this incredible clip from behind the booth. Uh, just Insane. How it sounded and looked at this uh, sideshow. So let's
1: uh, let's let's react to this insanity. It was just beautifully shot. That too, though, I have to say. Let alone that actual scene itself. I think just seeing that, like. Bring a smile to your face. I'm like, that is just beautiful. It's I love the low lighting, the strobes hitting jungle being what, probably my favourite Fred again song at the moment. Um, oh, it's just an absolute slapper. And that was just beautiful. Oh, full warehouse vibes, just
0: incredible. Uh, that as I said, and I'll stand by this statement, I would definitely have preferred to be at the sideshow um in that warehouse. I was quite
1: buttered that we didn't get tickets. Look, I was oh, I oh, thought oh. two of you on the case, I'm going. Next time, I was un- I was sad, but you know it is what it is. Um, and I think that you know we've got some cool things out. And to anyone who went, well done to you. I hope you enjoyed, mm. had the time of your life because it looked amazing. Um, you just see TikToks from all angles, a few different songs and stuff, and it just looked cool. Um, Sounded incredible Whoever did the, the lighting To the sound Sounded Let alone lighting. was phenomenal But the lighting to both Like they did it perfectly They matched songs perfectly They matched the vibe perfectly And I think at The end of the day was I would say 10 out of 10 From what I've seen I didn't even go
0: So Yeah I hope more events are thrown In that venue now With that sort of setup. Um I, I just like Props to the team For putting something together Like that So quickly Whether it was premeditated Or not To you know To but if they threw that together in, in a
1: twenty-four hour period, I always find it nuts. Unreal. Those tickets were sold on the day. Mm. Like what was it? They came out eleven a.m. The show was at nine a, nine p.m. Sorry. Beauty of technology, really Think about that turnaround, ten hour turnaround there for a show. Like you know, tickets done, you're there. Ten hours later, nuts. Um, what, we, what do we? Would you have anything else How about the this amazing man himself? Oh, there's there's so many rabbit holes we could go down on on oh, Fred no. again, but I, I feel think like we, we leave it until we have him on an episode. I'm going to manifest that <laughs> now. Um, but you know, I think yeah, take it. I think you know, number one dream guest would be that man himself. I think him and Dom. I think oh, that's going to cause some controversy here. Don't get me wrong, would love Dom, but I think Fred would just tip the iceberg for me just a little bit more. I don't like to play favourites. I've just got many people I'd
0: love to have a conversation oh, with. Oh, same.
1: But I feel like at the moment, Fred would be a big one for me. Just the person he is, I think, would be, you know. Um, love to get to know him a bit more. Yeah. Tell us a bit
0: more about his side of the story and, and how this chaotic uh, success story, you know, how that is for him and what, what life has been like
1: since. Oh, definitely. And his, and his friendship with Skrillex, too, I think, is always a beautiful thing, too. Probably so. Mr. Sunny Moore. Anyways. Unreal. Are we uh anything else you no I you wanna add even outside of this? Anything you want to just tickle into a
0: little bit? No. Uh I guess uh thank you for all that are continuing to support us. Uh, yeah you know, six episodes in, six weeks into our uh to our year so far and into the the TMI podcast. Um, you know, growing and changing as we go and, mm-hmm. and you know, hopefully this week's episode was something a little different to Take all the brain, uh, single subject
1: f- focus. I think was always a bit of fun to try out.
0: Well, we like we, we have many interests, but I think our you know our main ideas. We really like music, uh, fitness, mm. and and a few other things here and there. But uh, yeah, more from this. And if you enjoyed this episode, uh, please drop us a comment on the YouTube channel. Um,
1: Subscribe too.
0: That's nice. I'll never, I'll never beg for uh, followers and likes, whatever. But uh, if you do enjoy the podcast, the support it is on. greatly
1: appreciated. Click it. And we hope to continue to entertain you, sir. Please close us off. Well, from your host here, the TMI Studios, not much of a studio, but anyways, I hope you all have a great day, morning, evening, afternoon, and good night. I'm going to give you all a kiss. I'll see you all later.